Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Well, hey, hey, hey. Diana, it's Be Real, and I'm here with Anisha. Yay. And we're going to keep it real today, right? We are going to keep We're oh. going to keep it real today. Girl, yeah. today's episode is real talk. Yes. <laughs> what yes. we set out to achieve. Let me see. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I spent the day in loungewear. Okay. Now, I have, which I found to be absolutely, first of all, way way off the mark in my life of how I spend my life. Like I was Mm -hmm. thinking like I haven't put on a, no, I put on a skirt this week. I'm starting to like work my way back, but there's like been some luxuries during this time inside that I have a lot that I have allowed myself that I don't think I would have allowed myself in the past. It was Mm kind of nice. I mean, I was in like, I don't know, Lounge and then I got another lounge set last night. Came came in the mail. Another one. <laughs> it's like I'm wrapping myself in like this luxury. And it felt luxurious to be able to do that. So I think I'm thinking a little bit about what kind of luxuries I actually deserve and can tolerate. There's another one. Let me throw a little an- analysis in there. What can I what can I tolerate? Can't I, I love the what do I deserve? Because mm-hmm. I think that we we don't look at it like that. I think that so many people have guilt around luxury for whatever reason. I don't know if they're thinking about the people who either can't afford to have it or, you know, for whatever reason, another person can't have this luxury that you've been able to have. I will say in COVID, I don't know if I've been luxuriating much, which is interesting for me. It feels like I've been bare bone in it. I'm not really sure why. I, I have not gotten anything that made my life easier. Hmm. Yeah. I think now I'm starting to think about a car because let's be clear, guys, I'm a New Yorker. So like I get on the train, there is no parking. You know, if you do have a car, you have to like roll around the streets for like at least 40 minutes to find a parking spot. There is a system. There's a system that you will soon learn as soon as you are parking on the street. But you deserve a car, girl. It is time. You can't spend another summer in that apartment. (laughs) And that's what I said. That's why I need it is because I can't spend this summer, not road tripping all summer, like all summer I need to road trip. And I have to say, now that I'm thinking about it, I've always wanted a convertible. I don't, but I'm like, I live in freaking New York. Why would you buy a convertible? (laughs) Like it's only good for like three months out the year. Like, why would you do it? But I've always wanted it. So part of me is thinking that might be my gift to myself for this summer, some type of convertible just so I could put my top down. But then I'm like, it's going to jack up my hair. Do I really want that? Or should I just rent a convertible? I don't know. I think you might want to rent it for a week. I, I, I think about my skin. It's a little harsh on the skin. That one you can't the wear wind. in the wind. I wouldn't like it, but cars are interesting. So yeah. I mean, I drive a teeny tiny little car oh, as we know. And you know what? I, and I, we've talked about this, I'm sure on the podcast that I drive a manual transmission, which means that nobody else can drive it. Nobody. Um, which is one or two people in my world can drive it, but none of them are my close people. Like when you and I did the five borrow tour, I was like, oh, and you were the, you knew where we were. <laughs> I, was like, I wish you could drive, my but car. I, couldn't drive. I, can't, mm, I can't drive that car, which 
thinking about getting a new, cause I'm going to get a new car too. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that. We're going to drive down. We're going to drive down this road trip together. We'll all, we'll all meet up. <laughs> although I'm not going camping, but we'll meet somewhere. <laughs> okay. um, part of it is because I think having a bigger car and being able to fit, well, <laughs> more people, two more people. people. <laughs> well, even, even my person, bless his heart, who's been like nothing but generous patient. and patient <laughs> getting into my Fiat, nothing but generous and patient because he's got no business in that car. But when I was like checking them out, like buying it, getting a new car, cause I, I, I drive and I would keep it. I mean, my car is 10 years old now. It's, mm-hmm. it's done. <laughs> it's really done. It's falling apart on the inside. It's terrible. What that's going to be like, like I'm going to upgrade my vehicle. It's kind of a big deal. And it was yeah. really like getting used to that idea. And I think, you know, you bring some of that with you, right? My mother always drove the same type of car, but she always got a used car. And mm-hmm. so like getting a new car is like, mm, I've never something. had a new car. You know, no. when you get a new car and it smells like Barbie, it's kind of amazing. It really like my Fiat was new. It was right when they brought them over to the States and all that stuff for this round. I um, haven't had a car in over 10 years, like maybe 15. Girl. Like I haven't had a car in so long. It was just no point. I work so much. When am I driving this shit? It, it okay, feels like I, I would I, be paying a note for something that would be sitting and waiting for the weekend for me to be like, yes. It's I'm going to Costco. <laughs> you know what? It's like, it's almost worth it just to go to Costco. Like you go to, Co- like when I go to Costco now, I got to move all the stuff from the back seat. It's like any car that you have all the time and put it in mm-hmm. the front seat and then like put the back down and then put everything in there. And I was like, and now that I'm back at Costco, which is amazing. But even for anything, like when we recently went on our ski trip and I put me and him and my skis. <laughs> In my car and the skis literally came through the front seat, rested on the armrest in between us. Oh gosh. That seems dangerous on top of everything else. Oh yes. And you know, cause then you shit have to shift too. So nothing can be in your way. So whatever. Right. I was like, I, I deserve to be a little bit more comfortable in the front seat of my own car. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's fun. It's fun. And also like that's, that car's done. It's been in, it's lived in three different, two boroughs in another state. It's yeah. moved a whole bunch of times. It's done it's me time. good. It's turns time. on every time, but she's ready to go. She's ready to go. When I think about luxury, I think for me, it's around my travel. There was a moment when I thought that I could just stay in any hotel, right? Like I just need somewhere to sleep. It's fine. Well, we did a road trip in Arizona We were in Page, Arizona, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere, but I was going to see Antelope Canyon, right? So I was like, yeah, we can stay in this Motel 6. Like, it's no big deal. And my husband was like, huh? I don't know about that. I was like, listen, I don't need to pay a lot. Like, we're not, we're barely going to be in a room. Like, we're just going to sleep. We're going to get up in the morning. We're going to go, right? It's a road trip. So I'm like, okay, we do the Motel 6. Oh my God. The bouginess that came out. (laughs) I was like, God. (laughs) <laughs> Look at these sheets, the tea, everything was a problem. He was like, I told you, you are not built for a Motel 6, girl. And that's when I knew, okay, when it comes to luxury, I need that comfort when it comes to my Hotel 6. That's when I need comfort. Well, yes. And you I get do. really weird. You are yeah. not a Motel 6 girl. I can no, tell you that too. Gosh, you no. are not. <laughs> you are not a Motel 6 girl. But there is a, st- like, there's also a standard of living as you progress yes I'm, I'm I as you age right as you up career and, everything like, yeah yeah I mean and we we are out here up in our game and we're working it's not like we don't work hard like we're right. working really hard and also as it becomes like you remember I mean I remember that first social work job where I was making $27,000 a year and like I was staying in a motel six and that is like I was loving life got, you know, did it all and did the things. And then like, you work really hard and then you get, you just look in how, like what, what feels comfortable yeah. and what, and also I think like there's some, some like right now being at home, speaking of motel sex, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really interested in upping up in the sheet game. Like, yeah, I'm like 1000%, like every day looking like which bedding am I going to buy? My friend has like some amazing sheets from this place in Brooklyn. And I don't know. How, oh, what Brooklyn? The in? Huh? Did she get Brooklyn in? 
I think he has that. And I was looking at the thread count and how much these sheets cost. I was like, damn. He was like, they're amazing. A friend of mine just got Brooklyn and a little shout out to Brooklyn. And maybe they want to sponsor our podcast because we're going to talk about it. And we will even buy the sheets, wash the sheets, put them on the bed, and we will talk about it. We'll have a whole episode on sleep, Brooklyn. And in case you happen to be listening, Amber, don't forget to tag Brooklyn in this episode so that they think, hear it. But it is a luxury, right? Like buying like those, you can get sheets anywhere, but like allowing yourself and what that feels like, I think that like, there is also, there's a feeling in it of, there's a feeling of success. There's a feeling of pride. There's a feeling of guilt. There's a feeling of discomfort. Are you really like, is this really where you're going to go? Like comfort, I, but discomfort, like comfort, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Right. Like, I, and it's sort of like, look, you're like, kind of like, look over your shoulder. Like, who's that girl? Like I can afford that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh yes, you can, you can afford that. So there's all of those wonderful things. And now for some reason, I thought that this was going to tie right in to our episode today because we're, <laughs> well, I think that it, it might, we're talking about food. We're talking to yeah. a dietitian, And I think a lot of that is about comfort. Yes. And also I think comfort and allowing yourself to eat. And there is so much in diet culture around restriction mm-hmm. and, and, guilt um, and shame. guilt and shame and what, what it feels like to really enjoy your food and there's comfort food and like, is your comfort food good food or is it good for you? And like, and also like going out for dinner and all of those having the truffle fries, having the truffle fries, (laughs) having the truffle fries versus the regular fries. Although you could have the disco fries. I mean, there's so many things like, and can you have them and should you have them and what makes you feel good? And I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for her. Tell our listeners about her. Are we going to tell anybody who she is? Let's see. Are you going to tell us? No, you're going to tell us. Oh, okay. All right, fine. So we have a new friend who we met today. You guys will hear all about it. Vanessa Rosetto. She is a registered dietitian. She is certified in adult weight management by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Her work in private practice also includes treatment of GI disorders bariatric surgery, (laughs) weight management, PCOS, and family nutrition. She is mostly interested in helping clients to take an active role in their health journey. Any of her clients can tell you she's motivated. She motivates, and that is for sure, and ensures that they always achieve success. Vanessa was named by Essence Magazine as one of the top five black dietitian, I'm sorry, nutritionists, dietitian, boom, that will change the way you think about food and currently serves as the dietetic internship director at New York University. And she is going to mention this, but I want to really drive this home. She is one of 75 uh, POBI BIPOC. I don't even know why I'm going to try to say it. I can just say it BIPOC, one of 75 dietitians in the state of New Jersey and one of 300 in the state of New York, which is incredible. We're going to talk more about that. So sit back, grab your tea, and have a listen. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy, and if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. Be Well is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, Be Well offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. 
another week in a pandemic. We are back with Be Real. Anisha is here. Is my co-host here? And are you here? No, I'm here. I miss I am, you. <laughs> I am here. I am present. I am ready for today. Hey, I girl. I think I'm ready for Diana. Today too. In case anybody didn't recognize my voice, it's me, Diana. <laughs> I have the co yeah the other person on on Be Real. Okay, so I'm super excited because our guest has like great energy. So before we even started taping, guys, we were talking, and I'm just so interested in this talk today. So I want to introduce our guest today, Vanessa Rosetto. So Vanessa, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me. I'm Vanessa Rosetto. I'm a registered dietitian in the New York City metro area. I am a co-founder of the nutrition telehealth platform, Kalina Health, and I'm also the dietetic internship director at New York University. So we're talking about food today. <laughs> yeah, I was just huh? going to say, you're pretty, pretty bored. Got nothing pretty bored. On. No, nothing, nothing. I have a new puppy and two children and a husband. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a, you have a puppy? You got, I you have him. a yeah, well, I mean, how old is he? He's literally just turned a year. He he now he eats blankets. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you mention a dog, when Diana forgets all about what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm puppy. right on puppy, in. I'm like, and then okay, you're like, oh my puppy. god, puppy. And then I know we're gonna. <laughs> she's got a COVID well, puppy. Do you like him? Did you well, have to sleep on the floor? Is he still chewing stuff? That's not what we're here to talk about. However, what's well, the puppy's name? Just so that I know. Freddie. His name is Freddie. Okay. Well. I'm bringing Freddie over. I was just going to say, Freddie is yeah. welcome to come on over here and hang out with Monkey because mm-hmm. Monkey needs a playmate. Well, Monkey, we're coming over. All right. Because my- I'm waiting. I haven't heard Monkey bark yet today, but <sighs> this episode's happen. still new, still young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just got started. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't even know where to begin. Tell me what a dietitian does. <laughs> yeah. I want to start straight up with what a dietitian does because in like this world of diet culture, which is now like such a, I love culture. Cause I love when the language changes. And now that we're like going outside for spring and like we've been inside walking back and forth the 10 feet to the refrigerator, diet culture is a buzzword. So please tell us what a dietitian does. Well, first, let me tell you how you become a dietitian <laughs> because no, cause people don't know. Oh. Right. And then they, they're like, Oh, did you get a certificate? And I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. I went to school. Yeah. <laughs> and I sat in class next to the nursing students and the med students. We took biochem together, regular chem, and I'm in physiology. Then I went off mm-hmm. and took all these other nutrition focused courses. I then took three courses that were like high level nutrition. I then did 1200 hours in a hospital where I was literally tortured every single day for 90% of it. And then I sat for an exam and then I got a job where I made $46,000 a year. That was my favorite job though, because I learned so much. I I learned so much at Mount Sinai hospital and I had very great friends and it was amazing. And I learned the doctors and my colleagues and it was amazing, but it is very difficult to become a dietitian. And so then yes, we can help you lose weight. Sure. No problem. But most of us are clinically trained in the hospital. And so we kind of look, we look at you from that medical vantage point, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's interdisciplinary. So we round on the patient and we feed the patients and it's not just, you know, chicken and vegetables. Maybe you need nutrition support. So a tube feed or nutrition in the vein. And so we write that algorithm and we tell the doctor how to change it. And we look at the labs and we review and we are very smart and (laughs) we didn't just get a certificate. Well, I thank you because that also, I'm sorry, I see you want to say something, Anisha, but I wanted to clarify my question in that how you become a dietitian. I didn't know the process, but do did know that it was no joke. Like that yeah. there is the, and because I have a big, my other big question is what's the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist? Because I do know that you can become a nutritionist like in a weekend. <laughs> And, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like what a dietitian does because they don't let those certificate people work in the hospital next to the nurses. That I was, was going like, to be my question. Yes. Right. Because I was going to say, well, what's the difference with a nutritionist? Because I was reading in any state, you could call yourself a nutritionist. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, right. I think I am a nutritionist. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, my husband thinks he is because he reads men's health and he's married to me. So he's, he's married- I heard him <laughs> oh. talking to his friends, disseminating information about nutrition. And I'm like, that's not even what you just said. <laughs> what, isn't it sort of right? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, 
Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Okay, good. So that so, is because yeah, I live so our, I live with one of those nutritionists. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a it's a man and so he believes his own hype. Somebody's got to. I'm into it. Um my okay, so the governing body, which is the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, mm-hmm. this is no big deal. They have already called me, they already don't like me, they follow me on the gram. <laughs> I'm very controversial for them. So I'm going to say this right here. They do not protect our license and they allow for anyone to call themselves a nutritionist. So for example, if you are a personal trainer, you can take a 500 hour course given to you by the academy and start telling people about nutrition. Guess what? I know a little bit about exercise, but I don't tell anybody about exercise. You want to know why? Because I don't know anything about exercise that much. I didn't study exercise physiology. Everybody used to stay in their lane. And so because there are many, many barriers to entry and our license is not protected, anyone can walk around and tell you that you have candida and, you know, how you can lose weight in some bogus, stupid way. And for whatever crazy reason, we as a society elevate those people if like some celebrity says that they're legit, then everybody, that person is followed and listened to, even though they really don't have any credentials whatsoever. Got it. And I'm a fad dieter. So like, I'm always on a diet. My whole life has been a diet. Um, and you know, I jumped, I'm ju- I jumped on Atkins. Of course, I probably lost the most weight I've ever lost on Atkins, but then I gained it right back. Okay, great. Then I jumped on keto, of course, but it felt so restricted. Like I, it felt like I couldn't go out. It felt like I couldn't do anything. I was always thinking about no carbs, no carbs, no carbs. But it was like, well, everything freaking has carbs. Like, so what am I going to eat? So I'm eating bacon and avocado and cheese on day. And hamburger, no bread. Yeah, it's no, it's horrible. It's rough, but we live in a society that people will do anything and everything to lose weight. And it's not the healthy route. And I think that, you know, it's not the healthy route, right? Like, I feel like I've known throughout the years, yeah, this is probably not healthy. But when I was younger, I was like, okay, my body is well enough to sustain it, right? Like, it'll be fine. But now I'm a little older. I'm like, hmm. I went and got a nutritionist. I was like, I'm going to need some help. Now, I know my nutritionist didn't have just like a certificate. I will give her that. She did have a bachelor's degree. However, I know she didn't accept insurance or anything. She tried to explain to me why she couldn't, but I guess she wasn't a dietitian. So that's why. Or, no, 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 that's not true. No? She just okay. didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm it. I'm not mad at her. I'm not, no. I'm not mad at her. It's a process. I have the, I have a biller who is invaluable. I will, if he's listening, Rob, I love you. And I will pay him anything he wants. He makes it possible that we can accept insurance. Okay. If I did not have him, I wouldn't do it. She's on her it. own. So I could imagine yeah. that's probably why. Yeah. It's, okay. it's too hard. It's too hard. Yeah. It's too hard. You need, cause they're chasing the money all the time. The rules change all the time. Cause insurance, their job is to figure out how not to pay you. Yes. And so you need somebody competent <laughs> to make sure that that's not happening. So yeah, they, I don't blame her. But I, you know, it's wonderful that you had a good experience with her. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. So I actually got a nutritionist for like 17 weeks and I lost 20 pounds. And I think what I loved the most about it was that I knew what I was going to eat every day. I didn't have to guess. I think that's when I get in trouble because I have like this crazy sweet tooth. So you put anything sweet in front of me, I'm going to eat it. But she didn't restrict me. I was still eating bread. I was still eating pasta. Like all of the things I probably couldn't eat when I was on keto, I ate everything. It was just about, let me watch my portions. And I realized I didn't need as much to um, get full. It was the craziest thing. I was like, shit. I was eating a lot of food because when, when I would cook the food, I would look at it and I was like, that's it. She wants me to just eat this. But then I was full and I was happier than I've ever been. I really can't believe that I did so well. I thought I was going to burn down. I thought it was going to be hard. I thought I was going to be hungry all day. And I really wasn't. It was a really well, good experience. Well, that's like very societal, right? Our society makes us believe that in order to be successful with regards to nutrition is that it has to be very difficult. Right. Yes. Because yes. when we go to the gym, you exercise, you work out with your trainer, and then maybe the next day you feel sore, so you feel like something happened. But if you met me, you sit with me, and we do work together, right? You have to go home and like execute. I can give you the plan, but you still have to do it because I don't mm-hmm. live in your house. Nobody likes yet. that. You don't right? and, like, live in my house yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Thanks. Go ahead. I'll make all, all the meals. <laughs> and, and so the thing here, right, is that listen, every diet works. You want to know why? Because it's restrictive. You're getting rid of something, so mm-hmm. you restrict. And then you're going to lose weight. But like you said, it's not sustainable. Yesterday, I had to only eat meat and eggs because I had to take a SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I have all these intestinal problems, which is comical because I'm a dietitian, but whatever. And all I could eat were eggs and beef patties. And I was so 
depressed. I went to bed. I was like, I do not understand these people who don't, who just do this crazy keto. This is crazy. How do you live? Like I <laughs> yeah. couldn't even, I couldn't even eat a piece of lettuce. Like that, like they were like, no, no grains, no greens. I was like, God, this is so sad. I was so upset. And then today, cause I weigh myself every Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't come at me. Don't tell me I have disordered eating. I don't want to fucking hear it. I weigh myself every Friday. Leave me alone. So I weighed myself. And I was like, damn, I lost six pounds. Cause all, all I ate yesterday they were eggs and this meat but that's not sustainable I, I would never I mean I bought ice cream for my after dinner treat tonight because I'm eating ice cream you like I, this, I, I'm like so mental over this <laughs> this thing right but listen if you do those bad diets mm-hmm. and if you do what Kelly was her name Kelly, yeah, Kelly. Told you mm-hmm. to do, shout out to Kelly you will lose the same amount of weight except you're not going to lose your mind and here's the other thing there's so much narrative around this diet culture where that now Every freaking thing is diet culture and nobody knows what to do. There's nothing wrong with teaching your client about food and about what the makeup of the plate needs to look like mm-hmm. so that they could feel satisfied. You're not, I'm not restricting you from anything. I say like you have 35 chances a week to make choices around whatever goal you want to achieve. If you can make right. those choices, those, if you do that 33 times, you should be able to achieve whatever goal you want. There's no restriction here. You just have to understand if you want, if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, well then we can't take bottles of wine to the head every night like those goals don't align not at all (laughs) not at all (laughs) but you could still have a glass of wine probably and you could still have a cookie and you still could have bread and you still had pizza and you still enjoyed your life there is a middle and for us to say we're going to dismantle diet culture by saying you can eat and drink whatever you want is total bullshit and it still perpetuates diet culture so i'm going to say this right now rich thin white women told us restrict 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 and that was that was it. That was the gold standard. So we did it. And now today they're telling us eat whatever we want. So rich, thin white women are seeing us now. And so now that's okay. And diet culture doesn't exist. So it's too, compli- it's too complicated. That's not the answer. So, so everyone open their eyes mm-hmm. and realize that we're all individuals and we can achieve the goals that we want, but we just have to be honest and open about them and ask for help. That's it. You know, I thought about this. No one teaches you how to eat, like, and what you should eat. Like, I remember growing up, like, I just ate whatever my mom gave me, but there was no lesson in it, right? Like, you should have this, you should have that, you should have a little bit. There was no lesson in it. And I remember I never drank water until I was an adult. Why is yeah. that? Like, water didn't become important until I was an adult. And I think until they bottled it, and then everybody felt like they had to have it then. When well, it was coming out the tap, I didn't want it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I just think that's like generational and cultural, like, Mm -hmm. you know, food in 1990, obesity was the obesity epidemic was like 12.2% of the population was obese. And Mm -hmm. today we have more knowledge, right? 42.4%. Wow. Wow. So right. So I believe that like social media and influencers and this, you know, push to be so healthy has Mm -hmm. really like messed us up. Because in the 80s, I'm like, guys, everybody ate bread and we were not we were thin and right. people seemed happier. I don't know. I used to, I used to eat a sleeve of snack wells though all the time because <laughs> that was the enemy in 1994 or whatever year that was. Oh, I but remember those. They sure. were delicious. I love them. Yeah. But like, you know, it, it was a little bit, it was not as complex, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was just eat the food. And so yeah. I agree with you. Nobody really explained it to me. It's something that we should be doing in school. Just yeah. like, Hey, like this is what a vegetable is. This is what a carb is, what a fi- fiber is. These are like how to make healthy choices and like teach kids I wanted to donate um a hydroponic garden to my kids class and the principal (laughs) last year was like what I was like they can make their own vegetables and then pick it before they go to lunch and they can have veggies and fruits and that will get them to understand like this is good and they made it and you know toddlers are narcissists it's all about whatever they make so if they made it they will eat it right right Um, they weren't into that I'm gonna push for that next year but yeah so I just think that you're right. The more that people teach you, I mean, look, my mom was making my food until the day that I went to college. She would like send it. I didn't know not to eat Sbarro pizza every day. I ate it every day. That's what what they were giving me. I didn't think about it. With that in mind, how did you get on this path? I went to college. I was very skinny my whole life. My mom, so my mom's a nurse. My dad's an engineer. 
and they, I just ate the food at home and the food at home, rice and beans, my mom's Haitian, right? Like rice and beans is always on the stove. Right now it's 1137 AM. There's rice and beans on my mother's stove. She might Maybe be I'm making going, a lasagna. Yeah, go there. I might be going to her house too. Go she, ahead. Will, she will serve you. She, there might be lasagna, but there's also going to be rice and beans. Also, there are never any vegetables. But my mom will be like, oh, okay. I made asparagus because Vanessa comes with all of her thing about the vegetable. And I'm like, lady, vegetables, you're a nurse. What is wrong with you? <laughs> also, I was always constipated growing up because my mother didn't give me vegetables or give me water. Like she would, like they didn't care if I drank soda or juice. I, my parents' only thing was that I have manners, I get good grades, and I don't get into any trouble. I was compliant in this, you know. So then I got to college and I was by myself and I just ate crap. Like I used to go to White Castle and I went to Fordham in the Bronx, like chicken rings, pizza. So I, I grew up in an age of Kool Aid. It's bad. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my parents would send me to Fordham with like a thing of uh, like a case of juice boxes and I would suck them down like six in a row like while I was studying like of course I gained 50 pounds and then you know when I graduated college and my first job paid me $25,000 a year I had to move back home so I moved back to my parents house where I wasn't eating pizza every day I wasn't drinking beer all the time and of course I lost 40 pounds but I didn't know how it happened yeah and then I was like uh, I should just go to a nutritionist I have like some sense so I did and I went to Carrie Glassman who I love a good friend and she taught me about food very easily this is how food affects your body. This is how I would suggest you eat. These are the components that should be there. If you want to lose the last 10 pounds, if that, if that matters to you, then I'm mm -hmm. happy to assist. And I did it very easily. I didn't, nothing, there was no, nothing dramatic about it. And then I just thought to myself, wow, I'd like to help other people because nobody knows about food. No. Nobody. No, we don't. There's so many messages out there. You, there's magazines, there's television, there's the influencer, there's, you know, J-Lo drinking olive oil, you know, and being so thin and beautiful. And so you want to look like her too. And you're like, what, every what do day. I do? I look at, I look at what JLo eats every day. Every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm like, she doesn't eat rice or drink alcohol though. So that, I mean, which is fine, but it seems like so restrictive. If I, but, you know, I thought she had a mimosa in her hand the other day, but I could be wrong. Oh, I hope it would so. I really, it, it's my wish that, cause I had yeah. a mimosa in my hand. Well, so, so I was just wishing that we were the same. I love this journey about food because now I, I, as you guys were talking, I was like, I'm older than you. So when you, I was first out of high school, I was I think I was drinking like a case of tab a day. And I don't well, I remember to had that on the I show. Remember yeah. Tab. I remember yeah. Tab. But I was, I, you know, I was on the tab and cigarette diet with like, like a Milky Way in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. I, that, mm -hmm. that was it for years. Mm -hmm. And I thought like this, and then when that went away, I was like, I don't know, I, I switched to Diet Coke. And then I finally yeah. stopped doing all of that. And when I, I think when I stopped doing all of that, I was like, now I'm healthy, but I don't necessarily know if that's true. <laughs> true but i never i didn't diet i'm not a fad dieter and we we have talked about this before but i'm an exerciser like i'm one of those people who will like justify what i eat by how much i exercise and yeah I've, kind of, I've stopped that because i'm a little bit because i'm old but not so much you're not old but yeah like that's that's what people have in their minds like i can if i run two miles then then i can have the dessert it's like yeah. well why don't you just have the dessert why not just but like maybe you don't need to eat the sleeve of oreo cookies like maybe you could just start with like two or three and see how you feel and enjoy them and not rush to eat it and then if you want to have another one, then I guess you could have another one. But I guarantee if you kind of like sat with it and savored it and enjoyed it, you wouldn't need, you wouldn't have that feeling to overdo it. Mm. So what, what's the most common thing that you see in your client? They just all restrict. I mean, okay. I one time had somebody tell me that he wanted to slap me because I told him he didn't eat enough. And I was like, I promise. And a lot of them will call me and like halfway through the week and say, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm eating too much. And I'm like, okay, just keep going. If you if you feel stuck, don't eat anymore, obviously. Right. And then they'll come to me and they will lose a significant amount of weight in one week and they'll all be shocked. And I'm like, there's nothing shocking about this. It's not that you were eating more volume you were eating more frequent and your makeup of what was on the plate I, much like I'm sure what Kelly taught you which was you need to have like one non-starch one cup of non-starchy green vegetables you should you know increase your protein size mm -hmm. lower the amount of grains always have a fruit once a day go ahead and have an ice cream at, at the end of your day if you feel like that makes the day complete and by there you start to recognize what feels good and what doesn't feel good and you stop looking to satiate yourself with 
and you eat less. You just eat less. You stop. I don't eat less. less. I actually yeah. do eat less now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I prioritize water too in a different way. Yeah. And so yeah. I love that that was my goal some weeks. Like, how can I um increase my water intake? Yeah. You know, yeah. how do I I think it's been good because in COVID, I wasn't out as much, right? So then I had to learn how to say, okay, if I'm gonna be out, these are the things that I can eat. This is what I should order on the menu. So I had to figure out how to do that. And once I did that, I was super successful. Yeah. But now the the world is opening up again, right? So I got to figure out what happens when I'm going out to dinner more off, you know? Well, there's definitely going to be a swing. So, I mean, we could talk about that because everyone's just going to be so excited to be like, you know, seeing people. Like, Like, give me another sangria, please. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I, I would choose sangria over a meal, which is probably where I should start. But we're going to have, we're going to take a break here and then we're going to come back and we're talking about what it's going to be like when we eat and we are back out with people watching us eat. Okay. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy. And if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. BeWell is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, BeWell offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L, to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. And welcome back. So right before the break, we were talking about what's next as we start to go outside and Anisha starts to look at menus more and decide what to eat in relationship to the way that she's been eating, right? So we've been, I mean, I know for me, I've done a lot more cooking. I love to cook. So it wasn't, that was actually the most fun for me. What is your, what's your prediction on what's going to happen with people and their diets and their things and the changes? Yeah. Well, first of all, Anisha, you can just call me and tell me where you're going or send me the link and I will curate the menu for you. I will do that. Just Vanessa, I don't know. think that you know that you may be my new dietitian, but we'll you can because I take parents <laughs> yes. and I'm here, but this, <laughs> so this is what I say. This is what I say. Go out and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, it like, it's really sad when someone comes to see me, like, you know, we've been working together and then they go out with a friend and they come back and they're like, I went out with my friend two nights ago and I feel so guilty because I had the donuts and the glass of wine. And I'm like, shut up. You saw your friends and you haven't seen your friend in so long. And that took away from the experience, you know, or like the woman that was like, I'm going to my anniversary dinner at Gramercy Tavern. So I need you to look at the menu and tell me what to eat. I was like, girl, if I was your husband, I would leave you. Stop it. Just go and eat and enjoy the experience. Right. And then just say every meal is a chance to go back to trying to achieve your goal. Okay. Listen, if your goal is weight loss, you can't go out every single night. I mean, you can, but you're going to have to make some compromises. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. But if that's not your goal, you can let that go by the wayside. Because if you go out to dinner every single night because COVID is over, everyone's vaccinated, and you just want to free ball it, do that. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I'm with you. I want to do it too. <laughs> and then w- you'll get back on. If nothing is dire. And I also believe that in the beginning of quarantine, it was all fun and games to like have your Zoom happy hours and eat all the cookies and do mm-hmm. all the things. But now that's kind of old. So yeah. I think that people really are interested in optimizing their health. So they are trying to make better choices and, you know, doing their own research, reaching out to dietitians, et cetera. So I believe that people are making the choices that are right for them. But guys, go out, enjoy, have a good time. Weight loss is your goal. Hit, you know, dessert or wine, not both. If you want to be plant-based, like don't eat plant, just eat plants during the day and then at night, 
when you go out to this fancy dinner, you know, eat the steak because that's not something that you would be, you know, having. And so mm -hmm. that still meets your goal, right? If, if breakfast, lunch, and dinner and your snack were all plant-based, but you were going out to this dinner that you, you know, is special with your friends, you still did great. Don't look for right. reasons to sabotage and make yourself feel miserable because I'm not, I don't want to hear about it when you come in. Like, right. That's don't a big part of it is the guilt. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's the guilt. It's like, I don't, I'm not mad at you that you ate the cookies and went out with your friends every night. Did you have fun? I'm mad that you're, that you are thinking about the food that you ate and then you didn't have fun. That was a waste. When I had a bad week and I didn't do well with my food, I didn't want to talk to her on Saturday. Like I was like, I don't want to talk to Kelly. Like she's calling at two 30, but I don't want to answer the phone. Cause she's like, you want to give yourself a grade Anisha? And I'm like, fuck. No, no Ooh. one give myself a grade for the week. Yeah, Kelly. Wow. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing, what I really like is that you're helping, you're really helping us figure out foods that are right for the individual, but, yeah. and at the same time, giving permission to eat, which to live life. personally, <laughs> nothing drives me more batty. That's not the word I was going to use. However, I cleaned it up. Then when women don't eat, it yeah. makes me, I, I'm like, please, oh my God, no one, then no one enjoys it. Like really? you can't enjoy it when you're with them. Nothing. Yep. I want you yeah, to eat. And it's really sad because they don't want to eat. They prioritize alcohol over food. I, I've had women tell me I only eat one meal a day. And I mean, this speaks to a different problem, but only eat one meal a day and start drinking at five. And I'm like, uh, because I don't want to gain weight. Or like, I only eat these four things. And I'm like, guys, my whole day, like my kids wake up and they're like, what's for breakfast? <laughs> yeah. What do you think dinner is going to be? <laughs> like, guys, it's six. So <laughs> it's not going to work, right? I mean, but nope. guys, like be free. free, be free to eat. The, the more permission you give yourself, the less you will overdo it and probably the less problems you will have. So let that. me ask you this, Vanessa. So what can our listeners expect from a, a session with you or a call? So, right, like, so they do all the insurance stuff. Now they have an appointment with you. What does that look like? It's basically you telling me everything about your life. Every okay. single thing about your life. Who, the first session. Who are you? Where do you work? Who do you live with? What do you like? What don't you like? What are your feelings around food? What meditations do you take? And then I ask you for a, a recall, a 24 hour food recall, which all the diet culture people will be like, that's disordered eating. No, that's me trying to figure out how homegirl or homeboy lives their life for real. So then yeah. I hear, I see what you do. And then I give you one small goal for the week, probably going to be logging your food. Because if you don't log your food, I really can't help you because people aren't really truthful, or they think that I'm judging them, mm. or they just forget. And I, I'm not judging you. And I don't want you to forget. And it's a good lesson to see what it is that you're doing. And so people will come back and be like, oh my gosh, I don't eat all day. And then at night, I eat 10,000 calories of food. And you're like, okay, what did you learn from that? Good job for logging. You did it. Perfect. Now this week, we're, I want you to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And this is what breakfast and lunch can look like. Here are, let's talk through five breakfasts and five lunches that you would feel comfortable eating and that you could prepare for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then they do that. And then they feel success. Okay, great. Oh, and by the way, you drink juice every day. Let's week three, let's drink the juice every other day. So they do that and they feel successful. Okay, let's drink the juice every three days. So it's just like small changes. It's behavior okay. and it's also food changes. And mm -hmm, when they right. when they do it in this slow pace and every week they're losing weight, there's not nothing, they're doing it. They feel happy. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh my God, 17 weeks went by, I lost 20 pounds and I didn't torture myself. Yeah. You yeah. need support. You need support. I love that. How, okay. Two, two things. Uh, first of all, it sounds amazing. And sitting with you for how long is the first session? Cause I don't think it's going to be long enough for me, but yeah, I just want to know. Like, it's like anywhere between an hour and an hour and a half. Perfect. I love that. So, but, um, I want to, the language around disordered eating that also drives me a little bit crazy because it's everywhere and you're like, okay, but who has ordered eating? So let's, let's, let's work around right. that the first part. Right. Cause then right. like it gets, then they come to us, right? Like, it's like, and we're like, okay, but is that when you were hungry? Is that like, yeah. maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should send you back to Vanessa to find out what you should eat. Cause I don't really know, but maybe it's not so bad. And we talked about the feelings around it. And the other, my other part is how, I guess it depends on the person, right? Like how long, like we work with people forever, but I can see going back and forth. Like how long is a typical lifespan of your patient with you? It depends, Depending, you know, I guess. some people, 
some people are on a really long journey. And mm-hmm. so just you see them every week because that's what their insurance allots and that's what they need. And some people, it's a, a finite amount of time because they really don't know a lot about food, but they have a goal that they want to reach. And then maybe you'll hear from them like every like two or three months, just like a little check-in, which is fine. And that's always really funny because sometimes they come back and that was a Stephen King book. That was very good. They will, they'll come back. <laughs> that was scary. They'll come back and they'll feel like ashamed. Like I need accountability. And you're like, yeah, so does everyone. I, I don't right. know what this, hey, everyone, here's a PSA. Everyone needs accountability. Yes. Yeah. Full agreement. So get Everybody. a therapist or a dietitian. That's right. Or That's both. right. Both. Many, both. Many, I mean, I really think us. both. Many of us. Many of us. As you were talking, it popped into my head because now we're, we're, I'm looking at it from like my own lens, right? From a diet culture lens and like moving from my tab and cigarette diet into my thirties, forties and fifties and knowing that that wasn't good for me anymore. But what about illness? Like actual diseases, like obesity yeah. obviously is a disease, but um, foods, there's so many things that happen with food. With eating yeah. Food. And so that's the other reason why you would want to work with a, di- a registered dietitian who's clinically trained because we know right. medical nutrition therapy. So I know how to help you if you have diabetes, if you have cancer, if you have, you know, whatever it is, right? Like because right. kidney disease, I, I understand all of those nuances and all of us do in the practice so we can help you. And it's not just like, seeing your feelings. It, it has to be prescriptive because somebody might need a specific diet. You know, when you're diabetic, you mm-hmm. need to really be watching your blood sugar levels. Yes. So that means you need to be watching your carbohydrate intake. That is just science. I say this to people all the time. If the carbohydrate load is up, the insulin is up and the insulin being up will always make your weight be up. And if weight loss is your goal, then you got to figure out how to control your carbohydrate intake. Nobody can dispute me because that is fact and science. Right. So right. I always go back to the science when I'm talking to my patients. It's just science. So let's make it fit into your life and let's make you understand it. Do with the information what you want. Yeah. I think that the, the key for me in the language of this is like a registered dietitian, clinically trained, very important. It's like when somebody calls Adisha and I are life coach and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. If you want, uh, I'll show you my student loan bill and my license from the state of New York. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. And I think that that language and also, I mean, it's insurance based, which then people understand it just a little bit is super important. Tell us about Kalina Health. Yeah. So, yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> Got nervous for a second. Yeah, no, no, you're good. My co-founder and I, Tamar Samuels, we decided that we wanted to join group practices and we wanted to offer people personalized nutrition counseling. And we thought it was important that people saw people that looked like them, right? The more diversity there is in the field, not just like color, but like socioeconomic class, like dietitians always seem very elitist, right? Mm -hmm. They're always, whenever you see them, they're just like, very wealthy, dripping with diamonds, very, very skinny, very, very white. 81% of registered dietitians are white women. In the state of New Jersey, there are only 75 BIPOC dietitians, and I'm counted as one of them. And in the state of New York, there are 315, and I'm counted as one of them. That's really wild. It's wild. It's wild. So it doesn't seem like it's something for you. Yeah. Right? You're like, I don't see anyone that looks like me, and these people don't understand me or my culture and, and, or they, or they're very wealthy. And so they don't, they don't, I don't know who they are and I'm afraid and maybe they're judging me, but if you, and also like the fact that I'm the dietetic internship director. So I'm leading the dietitians of the future at a big university is also something, right? So now if you see people of color, women of color in leadership, Mm -hmm. it makes you think that maybe that is for me. Maybe I can be a dietitian and maybe I can go see a dietitian no matter what. And so that was the point of this is that health and wellness needs to be accessible to everyone. So when brands call me and they're like, we want to partner with you, we want to do like a, you know, an affiliate link. I'm like, I don't want your affiliate link. I want you to make sure that your $50 protein powder is available to the people that live in housing projects that don't think that they can have collagen. Like, so if you can't afford $50, you know, protein powder or collagen or whatever, then that's it. Then you're doomed to, to being unhealthy and, and misery or something. It's like, 
how do you change that language? That's more important to me. They kind of are always like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause there are people out here living in food deserts, right? Like, right. you know what right. I mean? So where, so I need to tell you that, right? Like I need to be able to tell you that and not feel super horrible about the fact that I live in a community where I might not have fresh fruit and vegetables. Right? right. And we that's can right. talk through that and you can help me, you know, that's figure right. out how do you get the things that you need, Anisha? That's right. I actually got into it a little bit with my co-founder because I did an advertisement for YoPlay and she was like, YoPlay is disgusting. And I was like, okay, but if you live in, if that's your opinion. That's not my right. opinion. I grew up eating YoPlay, so whatever. But, you know, if you live in a food desert and all you have are bodegas that sell YoPlay, <laughs> should you eat YoPlay? Or should you have the orange soda and the Snickers? Because I'm going to say, go eat the Yoplait. Right. 100%. Her face was like, I was like, so don't don't stand over here. You know, I have a friend who owns a food company and she's like, people come at me because we don't have organic strawberries in the product. And I'm like, well, if you had organic strawberries and all organic produce, then this would be $13 for one small container. She's like, exactly. So like no one's winning, but I can teach you how to eat and it doesn't have to be all organic. And, you know, there are plenty of things that don't need to be organic. You don't need an organic, you know, banana. It could be a banana. And that's the thing that people don't understand. So exactly. You need need to know that I understand, doesn't matter where you live, how much money you have or don't have. I don't care. I can help you eat healthfully and achieve all your goals. I I can help you do it. And my insurance will pay for me to see you, right? Like Correct. those are huge things. Yep. That's, I was paying cash. I wasn't, I, my insurance was not paying for my nutritionist. It was, that's, it was why, out of pocket. that's why we take insurance because I want the people from the housing project to come, to be able to see me just like the people that live in the Maxwell building in Hoboken, they can come see me too. And everybody in between there's doesn't matter. Yeah. It's amazing. I love you, Biller. Billers are the I best. Love, we have one too. It yeah, makes it, you, yeah. yeah. No, it when makes everything, you, everything doable. I, I ignore so many emails, but when Rob sends an email, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. When Barbara sends an email, I'm the same way. I'm like, this yes. is important. Thank you very yep. much. 100%. Yep. Yes. And that it, that you are making this, what could feel very elitist, so accessible is absolutely amazing. I can't, yeah. I can't wait to blast this out to our community to make sure that we are partnering with our people to come and see you because it's so important. Cause you know, like I have, I, like I, like you said, I have the quote unquote weekend nutrition, <laughs> nutritionist <laughs> certificate. I read magazines. I have no idea. I just make shit yeah. up and I'm like, yeah, yeah. well, it could be good. It's better than it's better than that. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I know, but like yeah, yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. feelings and things like that. I love it. Where can I find you? You can find me at www.culinahealth.com, C-U-L-I-N-A health.com, or Vanessa Rosetto RD on Instagram. I have a lot of recipes. I have an Instagram girl that keeps me in check and she'll be like, I need another recipe. Yeah, no, your Instagram, (laughs) your Instagram is good, girl. I looked at it. Now, she helps. I love it. One more question. So this is uh, as far as, and I know you, I think, I think I know the answer. So let's just say I am in the opposite of Anisha, right? She's in Texas and she's calling you over here in New York. Can she use her insurance? Yes. I have oh. somebody in Mozambique, girl. You, we good. No. Yes. Mozambique. Yes. yes. Therapist, we, we can't cross state lines in that same way. <laughs> well, well, because, we well, because your governing body, you know, cares about you and, and protects you. So I can't say that I'm a therapist. See, right, I, no. I, right. I, you I, cannot. I will be in trouble. I will be in trouble. So, so it's different. It's different. You, your governing body cares. Mine doesn't really too much. So. Well, we're going to do everything that we can to make sure that people understand the difference between a dietitian and nutritionist, and also like what is in fact behind it. And I have recently started this search. When I saw you pop up, and th- I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to ask this question because I recently have been looking but now I don't have to anymore because I got you um, on how, what the difference is, because I really didn't know. And I was like, something tell, when I saw that dietitians can take insurance, I was like, something tells me that nutritionists over here, bless their hearts (laughs) and their, (laughs) and their websites and all the beautiful things that they're putting over here are throwing us over here is what I really want is this dietitian right here with letters after her name on her business card. We know that the letters are good. 
Let's look and yep. see what they stand for. Right. Okay. So it doesn't matter where I am. I can be anywhere and I can call you and I can get an appointment and we can zoom just like this One, and you can help 1, me out. Yep. That, although I would like it if they had more restrictions and they would make your profession, you know what I mean? I do love yep. that. I do love that you are accessible in that way. We are. Yeah. We are. So this was so fun guys. This was super I good. I don't need, I don't want to, I, I'm getting a little teary eyed because it's going to, it's going to end and but, but I know where to find friends. you. So not, it's we're not friends, really, but yes, we're friends. We are. It didn't, it yeah. didn't, it actually did. It's not ending. It's just beginning. Yeah, it's just but starting. Here we are close to the end. And now, Adnisha, please. Oh, the last hurrah. So I have questions for you that have nothing to do with what we talked about today. Oh, okay. And cool. so after sitting with you, um, I had a question then. I was like, oh, I want to know this. What is your favorite 90s jam? Oh, okay. That once they put it on, it's that's it. You're dancing. Oh, dancing, or just that it's a song that I just love forever. This and song ever. that you just love forever. Don't judge me. I won't. Lisa Loeb, stay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. No judgment. This is judgment. No judgment. Judgment free zone. This is yes. this is the song that I love from 10th grade. Got it. it. All right. That's it. That's okay. It. If you said like if you said groove, then different story, but just a song that I love forever and ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now give me the song that you dance to no matter what. As soon as you hear it, that's it. Dance and shoes are on. Um, <laughs> I, just because I, my cousin, my cousin who passed away, who I was very, very close with, we really loved TLC. Uh -huh. And we uh -huh. loved, we loved What About Your Friends. What about your friends? Friend. Okay. <laughs> oh, you too. <laughs> that's what we loved. That, we loved it. We loved it. We loved it. And so if I, you know, I played all the time and we listen to 90s on nine on Sirius all the time. And it, it makes me happy that my children, like, no, like, 90s oh, yeah, hooray. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Oh. yes. My mom is like, what are they singing? I'm like, don't worry. They like hypnotize comes on the radio. They're like, biggie, biggie, biggie. can't you see? I'm, like, I'm winning the parenting game. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I'm, you might I've be won. winning. I, I, I might agree with you right there. I won. I won. I won. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I love it. Um, my other question was, how have you been brave today? It's only 12 o'clock in the afternoon, people, but who knows what type of morning Vanessa had? I don't, I mean, this morning, I don't really know how I was brave. Um, actually, you know what? I know how I was brave. I said no, and I'm not good at saying no. Look at that. Oh, awesome. Boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Love a good sentence. boundary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, no I'm, sentence. I'm working on boundaries and not being a martyr. It's really tough. Oh, it is. <laughs> now you all have insight on into my crazy, crazy head. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, Vanessa, thank you so much. There's nothing better than having a good conversation and making a new friend all in yeah. like, like before one o'clock on a Friday morning. I mean, yes. it doesn't get better than that. We you can't are... wait. We're, we're, you're going to get all the details in the grand opening in Hoboken. We'll see wait. before that. Um, but we will yeah. be there live and in person. I will, I will come. I will come. I'm fully vaccinated. So I told you, I'm like, okay, Vanessa. Yeah. yeah. You are out there in these streets, girl. Yep. Mm -hmm. And yes. I'm on a way in Liz. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Girl. Okay. This, oh, cause you're in Texas. No, no, no I'm in New York. I'm in Harlem. Oh, you're in New York? Girl. Yeah, no, yeah. We just flipped it. Her nutritionist. My nutritionist her, is in Texas. dietitian is in, Liz, um, girl, give me your info. I will get you a vaccine. I am the queen. You know how many appointments I've gotten? I like, love yes. it. I like, love yes. it. People are like, who are you? I'm like, just give me your information. Boom. Oh it's my like God. my superpower. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that you get that information. All right. Yeah, so we're, we're going to be doing this forever. We got to, we got to stop here. Okay. We are in okay. a, we're in a pandemic girl. What are we telling people? Stay safe. Stay wash, your hands. wash your wash hands. hands. Use soap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you must continue to wear a mask. Wear a damn Even mask. if you just are doing it to be polite to the other people yes. who'd like you to do it. Just as a just as a public courtesy. And let's see. Oh, we have to shout out the Facebook group today. Do you know that we have a Facebook group? No. We do. We have a be we have a be real Facebook group. Please I'm getting join. on it right now. If you're I'm listening, joining. please yeah. join. Okay. And we'll just jump in and we'll talk to you in there. And you can also like get all the information about where everybody is after you listen to the show. Yeah. All right. So we'll see so you next week. We'll see you next week. We're going to stop here. Bye guys.
Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.